Hey, welcome to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 95. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. We're back again, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited because today is the day that I've been looking forward to. Really building it up for him. For a long time. What's AJ talking about? Two weeks ago, we said we were going to come out with a conspiracy theory episode oh, yeah. that were about conspiracies that have been proven to be true. Very excited. And so today, though we had a an episode in between last week, which we were proud of, Green yeah. and Grass, go check it, it out. It was good. It's at 94. Today we return to those shadowy corridors. Oh, gosh. To the deep library of humanity. To the place where none dare tread, but only speak of. We go to the Hall of Conspiracies. Hall of Conspiracies. That was pretty poetic. Was, I loved that? it, man. I was in. So, we... Like a, I thought I was listening to like a, like a horror podcast. You mean, well, there you go. <laughs> We're on a podcast. Here's the thing. Um, we may get shadow banned again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, what is real talk? Well, if you just listen to that part, <laughs> it's not going to sound like it's... Makes much sense. Real talk is typically, and today we will do some. Yeah, it's an opportunity to talk <laughs> to have real talk about God, life, the Bible, and everything in between. What do we mean by everything. that? We want to talk about the things that maybe sometimes in polite circles in church we're uncomfortable to talk about, and give mm-hmm. an avenue and a platform for you guys out there listening in podcast land, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, to give you the opportunity to ask those questions and have someone discuss it whether it's about the Bible, faith, Christianity, all that kind of thing, in a place that's safe to do so, and anonymously, yes. you can ask. So how do you do that, Todd? How do you do that, AJ? Well, simple. Up above, and whatever, or below, I guess, supposedly, possibly if you're on YouTube, or Rumble, you will see a link, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. When you click that link, it's going to take you to a page. Go to the bottom of the page, it'll say submit a question. Click it, submit tippity it. tap your question in, hits... Submit, and guess what? It goes into our database completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. And that's the truth. And we've had a lot. Man, we're looking. I haven't counted. Probably 2,000 questions over the past two years. That's crazy. Uh, Pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Really deep ones. And really just silly ones. So whatever else you guys have, you know, your thoughts, questions, topics that you think would benefit other people, now is your opportunity. And that's typically what Real Talk is. And even today to a degree, Real Talk is going to places that, you know, are real. It, it is real. Yeah. So that's typically what we do. We, we answer some of the questions. Mm-hmm. I realize that I have the questions in my pocket, by the way, <laughs> that we didn't answer from our live. <laughs> um, so I think it might be best mm-hmm. to uh, go over a few of these okay. and then dive into the portion of the show that people may be intrigued by. Cool. Special shout out to the man, the myth, Trent. Trent. A few weeks ago, he shared it and said, hey, the pre-conspiracy episode, probably thought we'd forgotten about him. Trent, we haven't forgotten. Nah, man, here we are. So, that is what we're doing. This is exciting, man. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. (laughs) It's going to be something, man. (laughs) It's going to be something. So, there you go. Okay. I will start us out with a softball. I like so anyway, softball. guys, stick around with us throughout this episode. I'm telling you, it's going to be a little different. We've got stuff ready, queued up to discuss and talk about with you. Oh, yeah. And we're scared. 
Uh, so we're, gonna, we're excited to do that. We hope you guys, by the way, are taking some time this week to really think about Christmas and what it means. Mm, yes. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm telling you guys, Christmas is a celebration. Well, Tom, it's not the actual date of Jesus' birth. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It's the day we're choosing <laughs> to uh, celebrate uh, the greatest event that's ever happened in the history of mankind. Yep. <laughs> Such a good laugh. It's just my voice of the people who think they're so smart that they ask actually, like, their greatest point is something that's not even that deep. So, so good. It's here we go. Ready for this one? Yep. What's your all time favorite Christmas movie? Oh, man. Hey, so, by the way, drop your comments below. We want to know what your all time favorite Christmas movie is. Yes. Um, mine is the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. You know what I'm talking about? Where he oh, tries to yeah. go get a... A toy? Yes. What is that called? Hey, you. We need you to research this fun turn. Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie. Let us know the name. Yep. I can't remember what it's... It, it, something about bells, Jingle right? All Your Way or something? Jingle All the all the Way, I think. Or something like uh, that. Yeah, he'll tell us in a minute. Yeah, it's something That's your like favorite? That. I didn't know I that. I love that movie. I've that's never really seen it. One. It's really good. Weird story, isn't huh. it? Yeah, that's, that, I used to watch it all the time as a kid, especially around Christmas time. I'm not really too familiar with like the original Christmas stuff. Uh, do you mean classics or yeah? Gotcha. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the nice. way. Jingle all I the way. was there right. I have an uncanny well memory with detail. Things. Yeah, man. Jingle all the way. Never That's my it. favorite. My I've never seen it. I might watch it. You it's know, good. Speaking of, thank you for asking this question, guys, because you're bringing me to one of my traditions, my personal Christmas tradition. I don't even know if I've talked to you about. it. I'm sure I've mentioned it, but every Christmas I like to pop in a little a little movie. I own the DVD. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get mocked for this. Braveheart. <laughs> nope, not a Christmas movie. I do like that. <laughs> My favorite Christmas movie is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Really? Absolutely love Muppet, Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. I never really I got it. into The Muppets. I own it. Wow. The thing about The Muppet Christmas Carol that's so amazing is it has some of the humor of The Muppets uh-huh. combined with it's a incredibly well done retelling of The Christmas Carol, which is for you, because I know you probably have no yeah. idea what that is, Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Please, please tell me you've heard the I've name. I've heard of the it. name. Okay. Humbah Humbug. Yes. You know the concept of Ebenezer Scrooge? So we're going to watch that. <laughs> so we're going to watch that. <laughs> but anyway, that's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Fun turn, what's yours? We're asking him right now across the room. That is a good Christmas, Christmas Vacation, the yeah. Griswolds, yes. I've Have you seen? Our, huh? Very familiar. Nice, the Grey Household. When do you watch it? Christmas Eve? Christmas Day? Normally Christmas Eve. Nice. Yeah, you should go do that. Christmas tomorrow. vacation. Wait, man. tomorrow's not Christmas. He's Thursday, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, so there you have it. Jingle all the way for AJ. Mm-hmm. Muppet Christmas Carol for, for Todd. And uh, and I do own that. And you know Christmas what vacation. Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> for fun turn Clint. Great question. Yeah. Hey, let us know what your favorite is below. I want to I wanna see if we have, if there's any that seem to be the most popular. That'll be interesting. Nice. Hey, we can do a poll. Yeah, well, we'll see if anyone's paying attention. I'm going to drop some names. Taylor, you're not watching. Austin, you're not watching. Uh, Krista, probably not watching. Got her. Pastor Jim, you there, buddy? Let us know. Coming at him. I love it, man. All right. You're on, too. Next question. When is the last time you paused, took a breath, and turned your focus on Jesus? Such a convicting question, man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, I'm in another one of those places the last few days where I have felt like that's what God's been wanting me to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, even this morning and yesterday for sure. And I kept kind of putting it off as far Mm -hmm. as, excuse me. So the last time I really did that 
I mean, I do. I'm thinking about them all the time. But the, the kind of, I'm so sorry, guys. The kind of question they're asking about, yeah, where it's that deep focus was probably Sunday. Mm. It took some time Sunday. Yeah, I had a really good time last Friday. I believe it was. No one was here and just able to go up and really do some deep peace and know, quiet, man. Prayer. There's something about it. It really is. You don't realize how much it affects you until constantly having noise. Yes. You know, until you have those moments. What about oh, you? Yeah. Um. So, I really struggle with trying to have. So, like the question was, you know, like you know, turn your full focus on Jesus. I feel like I struggle with focusing on anything fully. <laughs> so, um, I tend to find the best times for me when I actually have like real time with Jesus. Oddly enough, is like when I'm showering. Don't know why. But that's Silence, literally man. yes. You don't have anyone it's, else. Exactly. It's just me and like that's when like I actually have thoughts of like, oh, what about this? And like I can talk to God about it. You know, or I can actually breathe for a second, take that breath that they were talking about, and I can like how am I feeling? And like and then I can actually like I can say it out loud, even mm. though it's probably seems crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. like I get it, man. Do you so. think do you ever feel guilty taking quiet time? Yes. Like you're me too. I was thinking about why I don't do it, and especially because for me, I'm a very abrupt person. Yeah, <laughs> so I I struggle trying to like transition from things. So like, if we're just like talking, I'm like, I should go breathe. I'd be like, uh huh, and like just walk away, and then be like, what the frick? Where do you go? Like you just decide to do it in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I feel guilty a lot too, man. I think it's that probably that American or this that. Mindset of we got to be go 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 do mm-hmm. do do you know that's that's true too I do feel that pressure of feeling like if I'm not doing something productive I'm doing nothing even though that's probably the most weirdly it's more demoralizing than anything yeah. you're more I'm more productive when I take that time mm. it's weird man it is weird um hey next one is more of a stem a stemnet nope that's called a statement the statement is remnant dudes you guys are totally awesome exclamation hey. point remnant dude guy or remnant girl guy. we love you. Or person. Remnant dude person. We love you. Love you. That was a weird way I said love you, but I, I mean it. You're up. On the web series this week, you guys talked about comparisons and the grass being greener. Nice. Nice, you watched. Do you think women are more Listen. prone to making comparisons than... Sorry. Do you think women are more prone to make comparisons than men or vice versa? Why? Well, I think we talked about... So, to give... The grass is greener was a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But in this conversation in in relation to men and women, it's the idea that when we're in a relationship, we have this relationship we love, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves wanting someone else. Right. right. Maybe not really wanting them, but being like, oh, if only I was with someone like Bob. Mm-hmm. Right. So an example would be maybe you're with someone very responsible and hardworking and dutiful and you that's so awesome right loyal right. and then all of a sudden you see this other person who's wild and passionate and un, and you're like man i wish i had and you want that. that and then you have that right and, and then, then it's like want. i wish i had the so do i think <laughs> i'm about to get unpopular i think men and women both do it i think women tend to do it more in the sense of um personality mm-hmm. traits right so they compare. They seem to compare a lot, ladies, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Ladies seem to compare more, compare men more on. Yes, I guess on, on non physical traits. So, yeah. you know, why can't you be more like Bob? Bob's always home and always working. Or why can't you be more like 
Uh, Rick. Rick is so passionate and wild and talks. Why can't you be more, you know, it's one of those types of things. I've, sure. I've, in my experience, I've seen to notice that's the temptation. And I wasn't mocking you, lady. Sorry, I was just making that voice. Like, <laughs> I lost every female you ever had. So I, overall, I truly do feel like that's probably more of a temptation for them. Whereas sometimes men, right, they have that roving eye when it comes physically, that which makes is sense. so, which is hard for ladies because they don't realize it's not about them. It's the same concept. Mm -hmm. You take for granted what you have. That's Absolutely. the whole idea of yes. grass is greener. You do. So I found that out in my life. As I've noticed, a lot of times you want someone so bad, then once you're with them, you're like, oh, I'm bored. I wish I had this. Yep. And I think the root of that is you're always looking for something to complete you instead of understanding nothing's going to fully complete you. That oh, makes sense. Good, yeah. Anyways, that. does that answer the question? Fun turn, you're probably not paying attention. It takes a lot more. It takes, it takes yeah. a lot less pressure off mm -hmm. of yourself and everyone involved. Yeah, I like that. So that that's my thoughts on that. Nice catch. Nice. If you, can you flip it up and catch it? Huh. I could, but my fear is I would knock the. Yeah. I was so close. <laughs> I don't think I need it. I think I'm out of questions anyway. So, Oh, no. I can see it right there. All right. I'll ask in a minute. Is it my turn? <laughs> no, it's mine. Are you sure? I think so. No. No, you asked the grass greener thing. Oh, you're right. Actually, So here's sorry. mine. It's on the floor. <clears throat> and it, cool. It actually is the one I needed. Remnant Dudes, what is your favorite thing about Christmas? <laughs> favorite thing about Christmas? Um, <clears throat> man, I just love, the, I just love the, the idea of giving that it brings to people. You know, I like... Um, <laughs> You were so sincere and so like, like we were on a. Uh, I can't even think of it, man. Like a, like a TV special. <laughs> Did you hear that? Fun turn. That was like a TV special. Oh, the probably, thing I man. love is the spirit of giving. Anyway, I love it. I'm serious. Go on. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I was crying. Woo. So, um, yes, I just love that it's a season that brings giving. <laughs> I can't look at you right Sorry, now. Go ahead. I'm good. I'm going to look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm good. All right. <laughs> can't, can't breathe. <laughs> All right. We're here, guys. We're with you. Sorry about that. That is me. This is 100% time. Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Whew. Anyways, yes, my favorite thing about Christmas is the spirit of giving it brings. Um, you know, it seems that most of the year, especially in America, you know, we're always just trying to fight to survive and we're so selfish all the time. But when this time of the year comes, we're just a little more inclined to give, man. I think it's cool. You know, do I think everyone does it for the right reasons? No, but at least they're showing a good example of what giving can look like. And that is a positive step. It is for real, and uh, it really is. Let me. Okay, I really do like that because that is true. And one of the things that I've noticed over the years that kind of proves to Christianity being real is: um, don't you think it's odd that this time of year, regardless of what you believe, people, the idea of the spirit of Christmas, right? And putting uh -huh. air quotes, even if they don't put Christ at the center of it, it's almost like. I'm being real right now. I know well, other faiths, but I don't. But the people that do recognize Chris, Christmas in general, mm -hmm. there's like a holiness to it, man. There's a yes. There's something different about it. 
It, and, I agree, man. It's a it's probably one of the most unique times of the year. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just with like just the the aura of people. That's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah. of how they are. Um, you don't like those long ones, do you? You want me to read that one? I didn't mean to give you that one. I typically take the long ones. There you go. But if you do, you have another one? Yeah, but it's just a it's just well, a statement. Might as well say it. A nice. Next one. <coughs> Love your get to know segment. Thank you. Our get-to-know segments on our uh, live show that goes on typically on Thursday, so this week it won't be. Yeah. Um, because that's Christmas Eve, 9 o'clock. And what we do is we have a guest every week, mm-hmm. sort of like a talk show. Right. And that during the get-to-know, we get to hear that person's story, their life, their journey with the Lord, their faith journey. It's been really fruitful, It's been pretty man. cool, man. Yeah. So cool to hear people's stories. <coughs> man, that drink messed you up. <coughs> oh, yeah, it definitely went down the wrong pipe. So sorry, guys. That's, that's terrible. I get it. All right. All right. Ready? You ready? Yep. Remnant dudes, discuss these scriptures. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, Hmm. always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Ooh, I like that. Hmm. Timothy... Guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all. And the verse is 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 21 from the NLT, this version, the New Living Translation. Nice, New Living. Um, so what kind of... You just uh, discuss them. Just, just discuss them. Um, I think it's good truth to hear, you know. I think it's... With that kind of scripture, I like it because as a Christian, you know what it means, but someone on the outside may take it as a prosperity in a way, I think, if you're not careful. Oh, because uh, by storing up their treasures is a good foundation for the future? Yes, because they may not necessarily understand what that means. And Which, they, can, they can take it as possessions. <coughs> they can take it as me, anything. So yeah, that's what's cool about the Holy Spirit, right? We have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love a lot of this. I, I love the fact that it's saying, you know, if you have money, don't be proud in the fact that you have money, but look for ways to use that money to bless others. That, which is and, awesome. I and love I love that. the idea of being rich in good works and generous to those in need. Do good works. Do Be generous. Mm. I love this. Always being ready to share with others. And then, I love this. You heard me earlier. Doing By doing this, okay, I don't want to skip the story up because it's not the point. Mm-hmm. By doing this, by doing what? Uh, being rich in good works, generous to those in needs, being ready to share with others. By doing this, you may experience true life. Yes. Life, so good. Yeah, man. Life is in that stuff. Life, mm. real life, is in loving God and loving others. And I, I think that's so good. And then it ends kind of with, in a weird way as I'm reading this, Timothy Garbo, it's been entrusted to you. Trust what you know mm-hmm. and what God's called you to. And don't get caught up in stupid arguments with people because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Um, with their so-called knowledge, they're they're gonna end up em- empty anyway. <coughs> That's really good, man. <coughs> and that was that was two separate scriptures, right? Same scripture, just all tied together. You mean different verse? Yes. Uh, same verse. Uh, okay. Same section, different verses. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure. So it kind of builds on all that. Yeah, you know? that's pretty cool, man. I like that. Yeah, I just I think for us, like, it's very encouraging, like. I think that if you, it's funny because I've, you've said this before and it's really stuck with me. If you read the Bible for what it is, like 
especially in a section like that, like you're going to understand what it's trying to, what it's telling you. Amen. I think people just try to really just wiggle their way around stuff to make it mold it into like their own understanding, which is tough because they want to try to justify that, you know, what they think is right. But that's just me. So it's truth, man. Um, yeah, I think that was all my questions. Time has come. First off, real quick, <laughs> before I switch gears. Hey, let us know your guys' thoughts on those questions. Uh, I would love to hear your favorite Christmas traditions or memories, your mm. favorite thing about Christmas, your favorite movie. We really do enjoy that, and I know it blesses a lot of other people that listen, too. Let's shout out to Regina, too. She's another person that constantly watches. Shout out, Regina. So, hey, Sierra, I know she's a big mm-hmm. watcher. Yeah, she does. She actually. Mandy. Yep. Um, we had a lot of good people that watch this show a lot. Absolutely. Who man. else should I drop one in? Kenneth, you don't watch, even though you're on the show last week. Blake, you're not watching, listening. Got him. For those on the pod squad who are like from a different state and have no idea what we're talking about, uh, they're just people that don't support us that are in our church. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just Got kidding. Him. Called out. I, t- I told him I've been dropping Easter eggs to see it's if they true. pay attention. see if they actually go Most of the time, nothing. Nah. It's either A, they, they don't believe you, or B, they do believe you, they just don't care. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell them where it's at. That defeats the purpose. Oh, man, they got to listen. Uh, anyway, it's time. It's time. Time to go to a land that none of us were really ready for. Down the dark and hallowed archives of human history lie doors behind which are secrets that we aren't sure are true or false. In the shadows of lies, in the shadows of trickery, lies the truth. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> today we're going to talk about conspiracy theories that are or have been proven to be true and maybe throw out a little more that we know to be true, but we're not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like... They're true, but we don't know all the details. Yeah. But I still think even the very fact of their existence mm-hmm. is intriguing. Oh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm super excited for this. Told you guys I'd have a list of a few. Oh, yeah. You I brought, got them. You brought the heat. You got some as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so what okay. do we do? Just dive into this? I guess so. Let me start with a shocking thing. Oh, boy. You know, in go. America, I'm so excited. we tend to think that our government would never do anything deceitful. That's true. Right? Yes. Or... We're at least being told that by the media, right? We're told certain politicians are deceitful, but we're never told that overall that our government at times hides things, has done terrible things, et cetera, until yeah. years later. AJ, let me ask you a question. I'm listening. Have you ever heard of the syphilis experiments of Guatemala? No. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you about it? Uh, I'm, I'm open. So, folks, back in the years between 1946 and 1948, this is factual. All right, here we go. There were experiments led by a physician by the name of John, John Charles Cutler who participated. We'll get to this in a second. There was also the Tuskegee, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. We'll get back. So these were human experiments in which doctors infected soldiers, prostitutes, prisoners, and mental patients with syphilis and other sexually transmitted diseases without the consent of the subjects. <laughs> the experiment resulted in at least 83 deaths. And the studies continued all the way through 1953, involving the same vulnerable populations, except they decided to add a few, AJ. They decided to add children from state-run schools and orphanage and rural towns. Oh, my goodness. 
In fact, guys, on October 1st, 2010, 2010, years later, the U.S. President, the Secretary of State, and Secretary of Health and Human Services formally apologized to Guatemala for the ethical violations that took place. So this has been wow. acknowledged. So they, they that publicly apologize for everything that happened. Um, as of now, Guatemala has condemned the experiments as a crime against humanity and has filed a lawsuit. I, that makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! So they were just taking. Does it say why they were doing it? Like, like did did they have a goal in mind as to why they were infecting people with it? Want to learn about it? Yeah, learn about what syphilis did when it was untreated. Whew. Man, that's crazy. They did the same thing to African Americans here in the U.S. between 1932 and 72, led by the United States Public Health Service and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And the purpose of this study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. African American men who participated in the study were told they were receiving free health care from the federal government of the United States. Meaning, sometimes the CDC will tell you stuff, AJ, that might not be true. Or at least... Might not be telling you the whole truth. Wow. Uh, the men were initially told that the study was only going to last six months, but it was extended to 40 years. After funding for treatment was lost, the study was continued without informing the men that they would never be treated. <laughs> Dude. None of the infected men were treated with penicillin, despite the fact that by 1947, the antibiotic was widely available and had become the standard treatment for syphilis. Um, and in fact, it wasn't terminated until 1972 when a leak to the press... Finally came out. Weird, huh? Wow. Uh, in 1997, the president, Bill Clinton in this case, formally apologized on behalf of the United States to victims of the study. So they've come out. These, Yeah, you're right. These are just public apologies that, that they've come out and done. So here's wow. what's most intriguing about this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That was terrible, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But also it should wake you guys up to the fact that you don't think that in 1970, 1950, that when these rumors came out, people were like, that's not happening. That's ridiculous. You can trust the CDC. You can trust the government. You can trust everything that's happening. I'm not saying be paranoid, but I am saying, you know, we just accept. Sometimes we just accept truth mm -hmm. because some fancy agency with letters <laughs> tells us it's true, you know, <sighs> or I guess I guess to me, it's important to know not to be paranoid, but to be aware that evil exists. Right. And like evil actions are sometimes taken in the name of, quote, good. good. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I just I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of those of like like you mentioned the African Americans, right? Who they said you said it was originally gonna be like what, like six months, you said, I think? Yeah, and then we moved into to, yeah, to four years. years. And then they moved to, like I said, Guatemala. And then started doing it, started out with prisoners, mental patients mm -hmm. without telling them, and then started using kids. Man. From orphanages. So So folks, what's the point? Conspiracy. That at one point was probably just conspiracy because it was leaked. Sure. And fact. Yep. Two it different incidences. Out. It came out. In Two different apologies. incidences when there were being human studies of a disease mm -hmm. without the general population being told that was what was happening. Hmm. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> you got anything? Um, let's see. My my list is absolutely ridiculous compared to yours. Right, have, any, have you checked the veracity of any of yours yet? Have I what? Meaning check the truth. Or any of yours has been proven true? Not necessarily. What about the Denver one? That is actually there. That's the stuff fair. in Denver is true. Yeah, like it's right. there. The meaning is just interpreted, can, right? I, I, I got to find it real quick because I have a I have a giant list here. I mean, it just keeps it's it's just. What do you mean to buy some time? Sure. Have you ever heard of AJ? 
I'm listening. The Bilderberger meeting. No. Also known as the Bilderberger group. Uh-oh. Fun turn. You heard of that one? Oh, he made it sound like, oh, no. Why are we heading down this path? This is real, Clint. I am excited to hear. The Builder... I'm going to give you the official statement, then I'll tell you what some of the people say. Okay? Okay. The Bilderberger meeting, also known as the Bilderberger group, is an annual conference established in 1954 to foster dialogue between Europe and North America. The group's agenda originally to prevent another world war, is now defined as bolstering a consensus around free market Western capitalism and its interests around the globe. Participants include political leaders, experts from industry, finance, academia, and the media. (laughs) Numbering between 120 and 150, attendees are entitled to use information gained at the meetings, but they can't attribute it to a speaker. Meaning you can't ever say who's actually said what. Excuse me. Wow, you cannot attribute it to a speaker. Bingo. That's weird. Yep. So, pretty intriguing. Yeah, um, that one is really weird. Uh, pretty interesting, too, as I went down. Mm-hmm. So, which one did I just did? Because there's another organization, the Bilderberg, right? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, you did Bilderberg, yeah. Uh, I want to show you guys, if you're still listening. So, essentially, let me put it in different perspectives. Bilderberg Group is an annual conference, and this happens to this day. Mm-hmm. And the most powerful, wealthy... Influential people in the world go to it, you have and they have this. a meeting, a secret meeting that mm-hmm. you have to be invited to. Um, and invite only. Yep. So they include. That was Whoa. crazy. So sorry, my coaster stuck to my cup. And uh, some people, some people say the Bilderbergers are the most powerful group of men in the history of the planet. They include political leaders, expert manual finance, academia, and media. About two-thirds of the participants come from Europe and the rest from North America, one-third from politics and government, and the rest from other fields. Um, let me give you... This is... You never heard of this? Yes, you have told me about this. Now, I, here's I remember the thing. this. So you may be told that this... So clearly there's a lot of conspiracy theories about what they do there. Right. Some people say they get together and they decide pretty much the course of the world, right? This is how the, we're gonna, what yep. we're going to do this year. To me, I don't know. Regardless of what happens, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like strange. You, you can't tell me that they're not discussing some of that. They're human beings. Yeah, you can't. They're the most powerful they're not people just eating in the world, cake right? and asking how they're doing. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. So to me, um, it's pretty wild. Yeah, you don't gather that many important people like that just to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. So. This guy said, it's a meeting, it's an organization, this is a quote, it's, an, it's not an official summit, it's basically a meeting of friends. A meeting of friends. Who happen to be the most powerful people in the world. Yep. So, pretty interesting. Trying to find you guys a list of some of the people who've been there. Okay, so here we go. Nice. Uh, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, Charles Prince of Wales, uh, Gerald Ford, President Jeff Bezos, Condoleezza Rice, John Edwards, uh, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, Henry Kissinger, Colin Powell, Rick Perry, George Stephanopoulos, who is a, I think he's a CNN or CNN MSB uh, talking head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go to more some of the ones you guys would recognize. John Kerry, mm, yep. Queen Sophia of Spain, Man. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of princes and kings and stuff of the yeah. other countries. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure, guys, Royalty. at one time or another. Oprah was either at this one or the next one I'm going to, and you'd have to do your own research. Yeah. Um, but pretty wild. Trying to, there's a bunch of names here. I'm just trying to find ones that, that 
you know, those of us common folk would even recognize. I right. Mean, most of those you would, I mean, the list is so expansive, dude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's what's even weirder, just how, I mean, oh, man, it does kind of give me chills thinking about it. Like how, I mean, even, even just that quote from that guy saying, it's just a meeting of friends. Like, yeah, <sighs> come on. Um, Stacy Abrams, heard that name. Uh, boy, yeah, I've heard Stacy Abrams before. I don't really know exactly that, who she is, but is the one that's like mate is is kind of a big. I don't want to say it because I don't know for sure. Yeah, I've heard the name. I don't want to get um, shadow banned again here. <laughs> Rockefellers, I tell you that right. Yeah, well, actually, we'll get to that. The Rockefellers started a little other organization called the Trilateral Commission, which I'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the nineteen forties, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty crazy. It's man. an expansive list, man. It just that's crazy. I mean, that's like you said, it's it's you know, for lack of a better term, you know, what would be considered the elite of the world. Air quotes, the elite of the world. Okay, this says a list of names was leaked in Germany. Oh my goodness, man. Uh, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, David Rockefeller Jr. Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey, George Soros, Ted Turner, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Interesting. In their letter of invitation, Gates, Buffett, and Rockefeller cited the worldwide recession and the urgent need to plan for the future. Wow. This was 12 years ago. But even then, it tells you the type of people that right. get involved that list was. And it does seem to change a little bit. But, like, I mean, there you go. You know? Jeez. Just interesting that yes. you're having those people. This leads me to my second Mm-hmm. Secretive group called the Trilateral Commission. Trilateral Commission. Trilateral Commission is a non-governmental, non-partisan discussion group founded by David Rockefeller in ni- July 1973, with the stated purpose to foster closer cooperation be- between Japan, Western Europe, and North America. Hmm. Again, discussion pro- group. That's what they say. <laughs> so, would you like to hear some names on that one? Absolutely. Well, I can tell you right now that. Uh, they they have them global members and then you have United States member North American groups. So okay, trying to find uh, Michael Bloomberg is part of that group as well. Mm-hmm. He's the founder and CEO of Bloomberg, first mayor of I'm sorry, former mayor of New York City. Yep. Um, where is the name I just saw? Keep buying me time. I need you to talk for me. Yes. So I'm very if intrigued. You have questions as you. Well, he said so. Bloomberg in both. Michael Bloomberg is in both. So does he, you, you mentioned he's the C, CEO of what now? Bloomberg. You remember like the magazine? You've probably heard of him. Okay. Yeah. And he was the former mayor of New York. I did not know that, that he was a former mayor and that I didn't know that was the same Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that it's funny, <laughs> a discussion group. And you said it was, it was between uh, Japan Western Europe and in the United States? Correct. Okay. And so they meet um, once a year as well. Mm-hmm. Just once a year, too. That's odd to me. Pretty, yeah. Again, guys, you can research some of this yourself. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, this does exist. Right. Where it becomes, where, we, where we're a little hazy is like what's actually happening. Of course, there's people that say these are like the Illuminati, you know, controlling the world. Sure. I think regardless, if you have the most powerful people in the world meeting, clearly they, they're going to be meeting for a purpose. Right. right. Like, let's let's not lie to ourselves that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it is what it is. Pretty interesting, though. Absolutely. Yeah, man, those. 
Yeah, see, here we go. Did you know conspiracy theorists often connect this group, the UN, the Bilderberger Conference, and the Council on Foreign Relations as part of claims that the economies and governments of the world are controlled by a few elites? Mm-hmm. Trilateral Commission is also sometimes connected. This is on Britannica, so this is just your normal yeah. encyclopedia. Uh, it's sometimes connected by conspiracy theorists to the Illuminati or Freemasons, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, they meet annually. The, loca- the location rotates among the three regions between Europe, North America, and Asia Pacific. Jeez, man. Uh, the Trilaterals Commission principles of representation are economic weight and political influence. Its members, more than 400 in the early 21st century, are influential politicians, banking and business executives, media, civic and intellectual leaders, and a few trade union chiefs. Membership is by invitation only. Mm-hmm. This is where... <sighs> I'm going to guess that they probably have like a website, right? Like you can probably find like, oh, like, hey, yeah, we're the Trilateral Commission. Like you can like go see like, oh, like we have a mission statement, all this stuff. Like just based upon the type of people that they bring in on invite only to discuss what they do or what they, well, what, what it said they discuss, mm-hmm. it just seems so suspect of what they're trying to do. What's really weird is I've read a lot of stuff, and the reason I'm not giving you more details is because, like, over the years, I've read this stuff before because mm-hmm. you hear about it. Um, I've looked stuff up and right. found it, and, like, I'm having a hard time finding any of the actual, like, even, like, suspicions of it anymore. Right. Which is a little odd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows, man. But <laughs> I wanted to give you guys some of the worst, you know. Again, we're not saying any of these are true. No. Except I'm telling you this is true. Bilderberg Group is real. Mm-hmm. Trilateral Commission is real. Yes. What they talk about, we, we're not sure of. Bingo. But, but we do know that they are real organizations that meet. Mm-hmm. Same with the Council on Foreign Relations, another organization. And then, of course, the Bohemian Group. Bohemian Grove, which is in America, I think in California, mm-hmm. where former presidents and all of them go and they do this weird ritual. This is a fact in front of a giant owl that supposedly, supposedly symbolizes them letting go of their, their cares for the weekend. And they just hang. Look, this, this is factual. Bohemian Grove. Take a look at it. Hmm. Bohemian Grove. Yeah, that that is odd. So, it is what it is. And then you got the Denver International Airport. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's some... The these are DIA. factual things that are there. So, first off, just to give you guys some perspective. And maybe some of you have been to the airport. Who knows? But... Oh, my buddy. I should D- ask him about it. Yeah, the DIA is twice the size of Manhattan. So, it's huge. And... Um, let's see. It was, it went $2 billion over budget. And, uh, again, this is speculation leading some to believe it has an underground structure that is either used as bunkers or as headquarters of the supposed Illuminati, just like Todd discussed earlier with the other groups. Now, what's interesting is there's a bunch of markers and plaques around the airport saying it is funded by the new world airport commission, <laughs> but no information can be found about that organization anywhere. Anywhere. You can try to Google it right now. You're not going to see anything about the New World Airport Commission. You just can't find anything on it. Um, Let's see here. There's a 32-foot sculpture of a horse that fell on its sculptor and killed him. Weird. Yep. Uh, and it's just this giant horse that has, like, red glowing eyes. It's so the gist weird. of this, <clears throat> as he's describing, is Denver Airport, apparently, right? It's the Denver yes. Airport. It's just got a bunch of weird oh, yeah. art and weird mm-hmm. uh, murals. and Murals like, around the airport are also troubling to some, it says. It says, including images of a Nazi officer in a gas mask, children near a burning building, and the devil jumping out of a suitcase. So weird. <laughs> it's 
But regardless of anything, it's like weird that that is just there. Yeah. Well, and honestly, the thing that shocks me the most is it being $2 billion over budget. What could possibly be $2 billion? Where did that money go? Yeah. $2 billion. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's funded and they got these plaques going, hey, shout out to this one commission that doesn't exist. <laughs> that's, so, that's a good point. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, weird. Come on. That's just odd, man. So I don't know what it means, but it's st- it's definitely weird. And people people have definitely felt concerned being there. They've said it's just very, very weird. I know I read, I mean, this this is a little more far-fetched than this stuff because this is actual, like, tangible stuff. But I know, like, a guy said he had to spend 24 hours there because his flight got, like, delayed a couple times. Yeah. And he said, like, just walking through there just felt weird and, like, There'd be times where, like, he would, like, feel like he's close to a check-in, but then he'd get there and it wasn't there and, like, just weird stuff. But that's, like I said, that's that's, that's way more far-fetched than... Yeah, here's the thing about this. It's weird that we live in a culture, especially, you know, tying back to Christianity. I'm already thinking about how people are going to view us. Like, what are these pastors, what are these guys doing? They don't Mm -hmm. talk about... Pastors don't talk about conspiracies. It's like, dude, first of all, we're Mm -hmm. still human beings that like interesting things. And secondly... We there's nothing wrong with seeking out truth of anything. Yes. And I think sometimes what's most interesting to me about conspiracy theories are things are conspiracy theories until they're proven. Okay? Yeah. So that that seems simple, except think about that. So something that is true, let's take that syphilis experiment we talked about earlier. Right. Until the moment when so it, we actually it came out in the light, mm-hmm. it would have just been a conspiracy theory. It's just another You're conspiracy right. theory. So you know, sometimes we're kind of pushed to not talk about things or even ask questions mm-hmm. because we're being told we're crazy. And I feel that pressure, right? Like, I can't even talk about these things because we're kooky sure. if we talk about it. When yes. the reality is, we're not sitting here saying any of these things crazy is happening. But it's interesting that, like, we're not even allowed to go, huh, a bunch of rich, famous people are meeting. I wonder what they're talking about. Why would they want you to ask questions? Yeah. Well, why don't Yeah. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't they is the thing. Mm-hmm. So I think in Christianity even, it's weird Sometimes I feel like we put this mask on and we want to, like, we, like, 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 um, we want to act as though it's immature to just investigate or think. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that today in our, in our election stuff. Absolutely. We're seeing people get upset that we're asking questions and both sides are running around saying the other side is lying. Well, here's the thing. The only way we're going to know is to investigate and to keep asking questions. We should right. never be mad that people are asking questions. Never. That, that's the way I view it. I 100% agree with you, man. Like, the, yeah, I agree. I think it's if, – if you are against people asking questions, I feel like you're just – you don't want – you just – you have your own little personal bubble of reality and you don't want to burst. And you would so, rather believe a lie than the possibility of a different truth. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And that, again, that applies to big things like we're talking about, but also little things in life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with seeking the truth. Absolutely. I don't believe. I 100% agree. Yeah, can you become obsessive and weird about things? Yes. And I don't think there's any, like, for instance, it's interesting for me to think about the Trilateral Commission, to think that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to be able to know personally? Probably, Probably no. not. No. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to, because there are documents that are out there. Like, sure. I, you can look at the list of who was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that they tell you know tell you sure. is there, and there's nothing wrong with periodically seeing. Oh, I wonder what they're talking about if you mm-hmm. can. Um, and I think again, the, to me, it's more interesting that just the mindset, just the just the idea that those people are meeting, mm-hmm. is so interesting. Well, yeah, 
because it kind of <laughs> think about this is I guess this is what this is where my mind goes when we think about this kind of thing. Think about you know a, a company. Just we can view it as a company. Yeah, you have. You start from the top, right? So you have your CEOs and you have like your VPs, whatever. You have all, and they all have meetings, right? Because they want to discuss the future of where the company's going, how they want to shape it, how they want to mold it, what they're going to do with it. Why couldn't the most powerful people in the world do that? Why couldn't they? Haven't you and I? Yeah. If you had the power and influence? Sure. If you're already in a position of power and you know that you have the ability to influence Mm -hmm. and you know that... You're not the only one who exists in that in the world. Why not? Why wouldn't you meet? It's true. It's true. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just funny that we kind of just want to ignore. I don't know. We want to live in a world where, for lack of a better word, safe, where things aren't happening. Mm -hmm. Guys, there's a lot of things out there that are reality that you're being told even today. So, for instance, and this is probably going to lead to the shadow banning, uh, social media, Mm -hmm. big tech giants went before Congress and were challenged on the fact that they were censoring certain information behind yeah. the idea of fact-checking, right? And there we, I just got banned. So, like, when someone, and what they were finding is, and this is, you can look this up, there's congressional hearings about this. Yeah. Where they said this isn't true when it was something that was true. But if you're just a person who's been brainwashed to believe that, for instance, these fact-checkers are the gatekeepers of truth, you're scrolling, <laughs> and all of a sudden you see this thing that says... Um, video of XYZ happening in the election, and you said, facts checkers say this isn't true. Mm-hmm. But you can see it. Your mind goes, oh, I must be wrong. And you flip on because oh, yeah. you, you, you've, you've entrusted social media mm-hmm. to be, somehow we've given them trust as though they would never be biased or do anything wrong. And I oh, think we dude. do have a lot of things. And it's become more and more apparent. I mean, you can even hop on Twitter. Like you mentioned, you mentioned fact checking. Right, the, like the big ones. I mean, they're literally putting disclaimers even at the bottom of tweets now. Yeah, all the time. And here's the even thing. to our president of the United States. Bingo. And here's the thing. I had a buddy say, I'm so glad for the fact checkers. And it's like, yeah, man, I think it's okay. But I think what Congress was trying to say, at least certain members of Congress, is you are not, you are not fact checking both, quote, sides of the political spectrum the same. Mm-hmm. You're adding disclaimers to one side. So you'll let, they will literally go out there and, and also who they're, the accounts they're banning. They will allow murderous dictators to put out things. Yeah. But then suspend accounts of people questioning the veracity or the validity of certain elections around that's the country, I mean. which is insanity to me, right? Yeah, look, there it is. Like, that's just sur- that's surreal. Just like, what does it say? That, this claim about this fraud claim is about, what? This claim about election fraud is disputed. Well, at least they say disputed this time instead of not true. Because mm-hmm. before, I think it was saying that, right? Yep. And anyway, they just, they just put it wherever they think is necessary. I guess our point of this is, you know, it's okay to question things, guys, and to pray yeah. even to, for truth to be revealed in this world. And um, I don't know, man. We need to use our brains. Sometimes. I agree. Yep. Um, do I even believe everything that backs up my worldview? No, I don't. I don't just accept things because we'll see it the other way around. Like, sure. Hey, look at this crazy thing that came out that proves X, Y, Z, and it's like, oh nope, that's not true either. I know it exists on both sides, but you need yes. to be willing to do research and don't let some company tell you what the truth is. Yeah. Even mainstream media sometimes are the most popular news networks. They have their own slant. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a lot of times people say, well, I don't know where to go to find the news. And it is hard. You know, you've got to go look in a lot of various places and find to find the truth. Yep. So, and I, I don't know. 
I think that's interesting. By the way, propaganda and stuff has been been around, conspiracy theory, the idea of it's been around for so long. The term wasn't really coined to the 60s with JFK, right, and his assassination. Did you mm-hmm. know that? CIA? CIA created the term. Uh-huh. So, but, you know, even back in Jesus' day, we get at the end of the Gospels an attestment where it said that the Jewish leaders started telling people that his followers came and stole his body. And then that's, that. to this day, there are people that think that. And it all started because they wanted to spin the truth. We can't explain this, so, so let's crazy, just... Dude. Yeah, man. Just Look, repeated, it's in there. It's in constant there. repeated history over yeah. and over again. So, you know, something to keep in mind, even though there's clear evidence of that not being true. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that. Right. Huh. Oh, man. It's interesting. In the hollowed halls. I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We go real deep. We try to... AJ and I probably our own conversations go a little wilder just because yeah. it's it's fun to also just look into things and, and sure. learn and it's kind of like watching a movie it really but is I, I would say it's okay to say hey you know keep asking questions guys there's nothing wrong with that in this absolutely world. there's a lot in this world going on that there's more than meets the eye i guess sometimes mm-hmm. i don't think fun turned panic too much he was a little concerned we would go did we go <laughs> nah, off too much i don't know. I think i think he, he, seems, okay. he seems fine yeah. He's kind of our guy that's like, guys, we can't talk about this. And it's mm-hmm. you, he's right. And we end up doing it. You get shadow banned. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you got anything else about that or anything else? Um, No, I think I'm good, man. I think it was a good discussion. I think we brought up some some really... I like the I like the fact that you, you brought up a couple of ones that are like, right, like it's there. like, And they even came out and publicly apologized about it because that shows, like you said, people want to live in this bubble of this could never happen. We wouldn't do this. And you can go... Yes, we did, and we will, we are capable of doing it again. Humans are sinful. Yes. So it doesn't matter the position they're in. Mm-hmm. They will so, do wrong things absolutely. at times and justify it, right? Mm-hmm. Those doctors probably justified it by saying it was for the, quote, greater good. Right. For How science. far is someone willing to go to do that? Mm-hmm. Hitler thought that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I appreciate you sharing those because I think it, it can, it can you know, open people's eyes to the idea of, hey, like this, that's real life. That can mm-hmm. happen. So... Yep. Yeah, it was fun. I, I appreciated it. Yeah, we could go deeper. And again, we have we still have that. We're sitting on a two-hour episode of the roundtable. It's true. We, we still go have it. way into the rabbit hole. We do. That that one goes way in depth. Um, on, that on one's some. pretty fun. Yeah. We've wrestled and, and won around with, uh, went around. We've wrestled with whether to drop that or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, they said they wanted it. Who, the people? Mm-hmm. Well, of course they do. We're talking about whether we should. Um, but anyway, anything else you want to say? Uh, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, hopefully we didn't scare you guys. If, if we did, dun, dun, well, dun. you know, it's good to know the truth rather than sitting, you know, this weird bubble that we were talking about. So, for lack of a better term. But um, appreciate you guys. If you guys thought anything was interesting, please leave a comment. Um, I personally do love looking at them, um, and we love interacting with you guys. So leave a comment, like, share this, so people can hear some uh, just some interesting stuff about you know truth and you know where we where you know where we're at right now, and also just so they can also hear the encouragement of Jesus, you know, and what you know what, what real love is like. So love yeah. you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, he pretty much said it all. Two links above. Uh, the link for questions and topics at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk or below, I suppose, if you're mm-hmm. listening to podcasts or Rumble or YouTube. That's active 24-7, 365. Boom. If you ever have an issue with that, for some reason it's not working, um, 
I don't know, drop a comment, I guess, below and where you can. Right. And we'll see it. But it, it should it's good to go. Yep. Uh, if you would like to donate to our ministry, we do have people that do that. Go straight into this ministry. We'd really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, we know times are tough, but even $5 would go a long way for us. So appreciate if you want to do that, and Real Talks bless yes. you, you can do that at www.theremnant.life slash give. And click the drop-down box, go down to Real Talk. It goes directly in. It's tax-deductible, all that good stuff. Heck, yeah. So... I think it's about it. Yeah. I know this was kind of a weird, funny, crazy episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We, if you felt like we were kind of rushing, it's because we were trying to not probably go too deep. Yeah, to skim yeah. the surface to let That's you guys right. know. But if you want to talk to us in person, we'll we'll talk about some. Oh, stuff. absolutely. Other than that, hey guys, um, we do want you to to also take some time to really let yourself think about. It sounds cliche, but it's true. The reason for the season, mm. and this is the greatest event in human history, is when God invaded our world mm. in the form of a baby. And, um, man, just saved us to bring us home. And it's a beautiful thing, a beautiful story, miraculous. And I pray that you enjoy this holiday season, that you get to spend time, even in these crazy times when you're told not to be with family and not to be with friends, that you would, I don't know, ask yourself what's really important. And uh, spend time, you know, whether you're alone or with family or friends, um, you're never truly alone. That God loves you. He's with you. Um, There's people out there that care about you. And, man, let yourself just celebrate and sit in that silence of, like, how incredible it is that God loves you enough to invade this broken world. Mm. So we love you guys. If you're feeling lonely out there and you're hearing this and you're like, you don't have anyone to talk to, I mean this. Shoot us a comment or use that link. Or even go to our website and use the phone number. We would love to. We don't want anyone to feel alone this Christmas. Absolutely um, not. Because you're not alone. You're loved by God and by us, even if we haven't met you yet. So I hope you guys have a great day. Please like, share, comment, all that beautiful stuff. Yep. Let's, quote, break the bots. Break the bots. And especially since you can definitely see this getting, <laughs> getting hindered a bit. So, hey, uh, continue to pray for us and what we're doing here. We love you guys so much. If you're in the local area close to Clum- Whitley County, Columbia City, Indiana, mm. come check us out at our Christmas Eve service, 6 o'clock Christmas Eve. Boom. It's awesome. Candlelight service. You'd love it. Nice. Other than that, have a great day, and we mean this. God bless you.